Hi, everyone. Welcome to Alcohol Chats. My name is Julieta, and Alcohol Chats is a regular podcast where we get to chat with El Camino College students, former college students, staff, faculty, managers who work here at El Camino College. And for our first episode, I am so excited that I get to chat with Latanya King. Welcome, Latanya. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so honored to be the first guest on El Camino Chat. Thank you. So I have some questions to get to know you and so that others can get to know you and learn about your experience while you were a student here at El Camino College. So tell me, why did you choose to attend El Camino and what was that deciding factor for you? So um, I had graduated from high school and of course, like in my family where most people do not graduate, my mom always said, you know, get your high school diploma, get your high school diploma, because she didn't have that opportunity. But she never pushed for anything outside of that. Um, and so I remember living with my grandmother and I was like, okay, I want to do something more. And there was someone that lived in the area said, you should go to El Camino because my grandmother lived right down the street from Southwest. She says, El Camino is a better transfer school. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so even though I could have walked to Southwest, I decided to go to El Camino because I was advised by someone that it was a better community college. And I was like, I'll just take the two buses and uh, go there. So I just decided to give it a try. This was like back in 2008. Um, so I enrolled and I started to attend here. I didn't do well. <laughs> that first semester, I did pretty awful. I literally failed all of my classes except one, I got a D, which didn't really count because I still had to take the class over when I came back. But yes, <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> it happened. And I remember we talked a little bit prior to our chat today and you mentioned you did come back. So what happened that was the deciding factor for you to come back when you did? Um, so I did come back. Um, so one of the reasons that I didn't do well when I was back in 2008 was because I wasn't stable. I dealt with homelessness at the time. And so I was trying to really balance all of that. So when I decided to come back, I had stability in my life. I, I had a place to live. I had become a mother. The pandemic hit. Um, I was laid off of my job. And I remember thinking, you know, if I would have finished school the first time around, I wouldn't be in this position because I would still be able to work based on what I was going to go to school for. And so in that moment, I was like, you know what? I have to get back in school. I have to do something better, especially because now I was a mother. So... I enrolled. I, my baby was about, what, four months. And I decided, like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, I don't know how. And I was afraid. 
too because of you know how bad i did before but i was like i have to start somewhere and i'm glad you did because somewhere has led you to somewhere else and i know we're gonna get to that in a little bit but while you were here that second time around and i'm happy that you were able to get the support that you needed to enroll that second time around and like you said you know things happened and it made you realize okay now is the time to go back to school. So when you were at El Camino, your major here was political science. So tell me a little bit about what that was like for you and how did that work out? So when I came back, um, I had, I needed to sit down with the counselor because I felt like I was taking classes blindly. wasn't sure exactly what classes I was supposed to take and not take, but I knew I needed to take classes over (laughs) that I failed. (laughs) So I knew that for a fact. So I enrolled in some classes um, and that semester I took human development 10, I think it's what it's called. And it was what, Professor Christie, um, Daniel DeGregorio, um, I took it. And in that class, there's a lot of self-evaluation and reflection. And I remember doing those self-assessments and I said, I'm not going to help myself if I'm not honest. And I took those assessments and I and it allowed me to see like the things that I needed to improve and the things that I was good in. And so that allowed me to approach school with a different scope once I did that. And it also, uh, like having her as a professor and, you know, something super chaotic happened that semester as well. And I had to be fully transparent about it, something that I had never done before. And when I did that, I was able to learn that El Camino actually has resources. The professors are not just professors, they're humans, they care. And um, I learned in, in that semester that I needed to discuss like what's happening with me so that if they are able to help, that they can help. So I would say that that was like the major thing. So that human development course mm-hmm. really shaped what your experience was going to be like. Yes. Okay. So along with that, and it sounds like really what you learned in that course and learning about yourself is really what shaped your experience. And so along with that course, how else did you select your course? Like you said, I was going blindly you know, the, the first time around. So how did you start selecting your classes and planning for your academic path while you were here? At Elco, what were the different resources that you used for that? So um, I started to, I sat down with a counselor, but I remember before sitting down with a counselor when I was here before um, with Brian Mims when he was a counselor. Uh, yes. So I remember I had this old eggplant. I, I don't even know how I still had it from many, many years ago. I had that Ed Plant that he had written up and he told me about Dr. Walker. And so he says, you have to take history anyway, take it with Dr. Walker, you're gonna love it. 
And plus students will call him the amen. So I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be an easy A, you know, based on what students said. So, um, but in that, um, I was able to reconnect with Brian Mims when I, when I came back and then actually taking Dr. Walker's class and sitting down with him and talking with him. So one thing that he, he did is, um, at least once a semester, he takes a class and he dedicates it to showing you how to navigate college, how to get to the next level of college, um, resources that are available. So, um, with that, and I still had like this good relationship with Professor D and rate my professor <laughs> and making sure that I follow the um, I get see and actually like meeting with the counselor every semester because I knew I needed to do that because I'm a first generation student. And if I didn't do that, I knew I was going to miss something. So meeting with the counselor every semester saying, okay, what do you think I should do? What do you think is best? I'm not a person that likes this type of stuff. So they will say, okay, well, if you're, if you don't like this, then I suggest you take this class. Um, I don't like science. It's not my thing. Um, so I'm like, so then they'll say, oh, well, you should take this class. And I feel like the counselors were very, um, instrumental in me selecting classes that that didn't just fulfill the requirements but also something that I would enjoy right so it sounds like the human development course mm -hmm. taking classes with professor walker visiting with your counselor that's really what helped you to decide what are those classes that i need for my academic program and meeting with a counselor is critical especially as a free i i'm glad that you mentioned first gen student because that El Camino, we try to design our programs and our, our services for those who are first in their family to uh go to college and graduate from college so thank you for mentioning that um you also mentioned Igetsi, which I know sounds like a foreign word unless, right, you hear the word Igetsi. What is that, right? So Igetsi is is a plan that you follow to help you meet the requirements to where you want to go next. And again, we'll talk about where you want to go or where you went in a little bit. But you also mentioned utilizing different programs and services. So tell me a little bit more about what programs and services you might have utilized while you were here at El Camino College. Uh, I definitely utilized, um, so the great thing about the professors is they usually have you do this get to know me, uh, thing when you first start, like, that's like your first assignment. Most professors do that. And when they were here, like, you know, I, I had a daughter, um, a lot of times they'll respond on my post and say, oh, there's this option available, which I didn't know about like um EOPNS. Um, there was this other one, and it was because I was a single mom. So um I'm trying to think of the name of it, but uh Professor Casper is the one who plugged me up with that. So I did that. Um and that was really it. Um uh, as a single mom, I ended up getting another job 
um, from being laid off till being involved in a lot of activities wasn't available for me because I had to work. I had to take care of us. So um, that was that was literally the only two things that I was able to get connected with um, just because of my availability. Right. Right. Juggling classes, your daughter and work yes. sounds like it's some heavy time management that needed to take place on your end. Yes, it was definitely heavy time management. And so what would you say to current students who are thinking about utilizing some of El Camino College resources? Again, thinking back on your experience and if I'm a student now, what can you share with me about using our resources? I definitely... Um... I definitely say talk to someone because there's a lot of resources and a lot of stuff I did not know about, like um, Emoja. I wish I knew about that, right? Because I found out about it my very last semester here. And Brian, as much as he loves me, says, no, it's too late, right? And I'm like, I wish I knew about that because that program, Emoja, they like provide a lot of the textbooks for you. And for someone like me that is low income, um, that's that's crucial to being able to be successful. So I would say that there is a lot of resources um, for sure. I actually, a student reached out to me um, because she saw me on the El Camino's Instagram page. And she's a mom and I said, don't ever think you're in it by yourself. El Camino has a lot of resources. Um, so I would definitely tell all students to take advantage of the resources and utilize them while you're here because they're here to support you so that you can get to the next stage in life that you want to be. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And now regarding your next stage in life. So you graduated last year. That was exciting. And your graduation ceremony was the first one back on campus. So it was exciting to see a, a little bit over a thousand students participate in that ceremony. So tell us a little bit about where are you now? What are you doing? What are you studying? Where are you studying? So ironically enough, I wasn't even going to apply to this school, but Renee told me to apply, the transfer counselor. I wasn't. I was like, why would I waste my money? They're not going to let me in. He says, no, apply. I did. So I am now wrapping up my second, well, technically my third quarter at UCLA. Um, I am there on a full scholarship. I am a double major in poli-sci in African-American studies. And so it has been a very interesting journey so far. I love UCLA. They have been super, super helpful for sure in um, my transition. So that is where I am. I'm I'm super excited to be there. It is, it was my number one school and I wasn't even going to apply. And I remember getting uh, the acceptance letter and thinking, let me hurry up and accept it before they realize they made a mistake. 
<laughs> I I know the feeling and no, they did not make a mistake. So absolutely, they chose you. You met the requirements and they knew that by offering you the admissions to UCLA, you're going to make a difference and they want you at their school. Right. So I'm excited to hear that you're there on full scholarship. And so now that you're there and I know that UCLA experience is a little bit different mm -hmm. than El Camino, since especially you were taking the courses during the pandemic. So now that you're at UCLA, how did Elco prepare you for that? So I would say that El Camino did the, the basic preparation as to, um, okay, you're gonna go to, you're gonna transfer to um, a four-year school. So I would say I was prepared in the sense of of the of like the basic academics that I needed to to be able to be successful there. Um, I will also say El Camino prepared me and also learning that um, there's resources like these schools have resources to help you. Um, there's a lot of times where I'm not sure exactly what to do. And I'll reach out to a professor here that I'm still connected with. And they'll say, hey, UCLA has this. So, you know, do that. So I, I think it it prepared me in that sense. I also think um, I also think it prepared me in knowing that the administrative and the staff in these universities and the community colleges, they want you to succeed. So they're all supporting you. And even if you have not been told it, know that that is like the underlying thing is that they're there to support you. So I would say like it has prepared me in that manner. Thank you. And now uh, that you are at UCLA, and I know you have a little bit more time to go while you're there, where do you see yourself in about five years? What are those long-term goals for you? And how did attending El Camino, aside from the academics preparing you for UCLA, thinking those long-term goals, how did El Camino contribute to those goals? So ultimately, I would like to be a judge. So I am planning to head to law school fall 2024. At El Camino, they have the paralegals program. So I was able to take some law classes and um, see exactly what it would be about and say, is this something I really want to do? So that the paralegals program and taking those law classes really um, shaped me for knowing like what I'm going to get into after I'm done at UCLA. Um, so that was really, really um, influential, um, the law classes for sure. So I see myself, um, I'm working hard at UCLA. Uh, I currently have a 4.0 GPA. So I am trying to attend an Ivy League law school. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. Yale's my number one choice. We'll see what happens. Uh, You'll be there. <laughs> so that that's it. Uh, number one choice is to head to Yale. Um, get done three years, take the bar, pass it, and start working. Um, my overall dream is to disrupt the pipeline of the legal system that 
continues to disproportionately um, incarcerate minorities. So I've always said you have to be the change you want to see. So for me, if you want to stop minorities from being disproportionately in prison, then we need more people of color as prosecutors, as district attorneys, um, because the, you know, let's say you have two people and I, I've literally seen this, both commit the same crime. One's black, one's white. The black kid gets sent to Junon and then to like a youth facility system. Meanwhile, the white kid is like, hey, we're going to go get you some community service, some of this. And it's like, it has to be that all the way around. And so if, and, and that's my thing, like if you just get more people in these positions that make it like this, then we can have a little more equality. So I know people think like, hey, how are you gonna help if you are working as a prosecutor or a DA? Because if I see some young kid that has made a mistake or some young kid that has stolen some food, I'm going to think maybe that kid is hungry. You know, I've been a hungry young kid with nowhere to live. And like, maybe they need a second chance. Maybe they need someone to believe that there's something more they can do. So that is my, that's what my future looks like. And the fact that you see your future so clear and attainable and knowing that it was a course in paralegal Mm -hmm. that sort of helped to shape that for you. I think it's exciting. I think it's amazing. Some of us, you know, struggle to see what that future looks like. But again, one course opened your eyes to what the opportunities are out there. And I I know you said, if I get, you're going to get in you're going to achieve that goal. So definitely, you know, keep going with that mindset. I think you're definitely on your way. Now, looking back at your time at Elko, as we wrap up, what do you think you would have done differently, if anything? I definitely um, would have done it the first time around. I would have, I wish I would have had the strength and the courage to talk to someone and let them know what I was going through um, back in 2008, because I think maybe then they would have been able to help me. Um, and I, I would have been done even before becoming a mom and all those things. So I, I definitely think that. I also um, wish I could have gotten involved with more things. And I also wish I was the student speaker at the graduation. (laughs) There's still a chance you might get invited one day and be our commencement keynote speaker so you could still come back and speak. That's not something that, you know, yes, you could have done that differently, but there's still a chance. So, So, I mean, outside of that, um, I think when I came back, my performance in the classroom was really well. Um, But I definitely... The only thing I wish I was able to do was get involved in more activities to fully get the experience um, as a student. But when you are working 40 to 60 hours a week and being a parent, you're just 
trying to get through the classes. So I wish I had, I wish I had like more support and then I could have gotten more involved. So I think that's the only thing that I truly regret is not being able to get that full experience. And as you go along, I do hope that you are able to get those opportunities now and, you know, moving forward. So hopefully something to consider for the future. I hope so. I mean, I did just recently sit down with like um, at UCLA, I was selected to be student advocacy. And I sat down with six members of Congress and their staff to advocate on um, increasing the Pell Grant for students. Um, So hopefully that happens. And then that way I have more support and I can really, you know, get involved with um, activities so I can have that full student experience. Because I will tell everyone, they tell you like, you'll have fun in high school. No, you will have fun in college. Yes, 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 yes. I, I think all the time I say, if I would have did this before I had a child, before any of this, I would have had the best time of my life. College is, it's an experience. I will say that. And it's a good one at that. And thank you so much for sharing your experience. So thinking about other students, and I'm glad you already have those conversations. What advice do you have for people who are thinking about applying to El Camino College? I say apply. I say apply if you are thinking about applying. I And even those students who say, hey, I can't fit this in my schedule, take one class. You don't have to come in full throttle all, right off back. Um, I say just apply, start with one class, see where it ends you up. Um, but definitely give yourself a chance to do what you want to do. And I, and I also tell them, if humans have done it, then you can do it. That is a quote that I live by. So don't think it's impossible. I love that. Just apply, take one class, because for you, it was a human development class made a difference. Mm -hmm. A paralegal studies class made the difference. So best best place to start is at the beginning, right? Fill out that application. So thank you so much for the wealth of information that you shared, for allowing me to get to know you a little bit more. I think, you know, you have an amazing story to share, and I'm just so excited to see everything that you've accomplished. And I know you're well on your way to accomplish more. And I want to just thank you so much again for coming in. Mentioning the first gen student, because I mentioned, you know, some of us don't realize that we're first gen students until we're told, right? No, yes, you are that first person in your family. So you're making a difference for your community and you're paving the way for your daughter as well. So yes, she's a little baby brewing. She's She's there with me as well in classes. Everyone knows her. She has her little uh, UCLA swag all the time. So yes, that, that, and that first gen thing, college is not easy to navigate. So when you have no one that can help guide you, rely on the resources from the university because it is definitely gonna help you. And I have another piece of advice. When you get to the universities, a lot of stuff is really compartmentalized. Um, it's not like here. Um, and it's like your department, your department, you have to do everything through. 
And so, yes, reach out to your department heads um, whenever you need anything. Once you get to that point where you're going to transfer and and go into these four year schools, because I have learned that the hard way I used to like. It's a learning process and opportunity, yes. but you're well on your way to success. So thank you again so much. And thank um, you. I'm so happy you were able to come in. Me too. I'm so excited. I was so happy to do this. Thank, thank you. you.